Hi, James. Ben, how are you? I'm a little. I'm. I'm. I'm concerned. Uh oh. Why are you concerned, Ben? Well, you've just expressed how exhausted you are. How it's been a long week. You're tired. You're dragging. And gosh darn it, I want some of the outrage that uh, that that lit the internet on fire this week. I, I suspect there may the two may, the two uh, the two feelings might be related. I I, I did manage to get uh, a little bit outraged uh, over the weekend, and I wrote something, and uh, I, I think I've managed to sustain it for a good two or three days, and now I'm just starting to feel a little bit empty. But I'm gonna see I'm gonna see if I can't channel that a little bit. Uh, for this episode, because there's definitely something I think worth getting, I don't know, if not angry, then certainly worked up a little bit about. So, um, obviously, uh, so we record last week's episode we recorded on uh, Monday evening, which mm. is normally not a problem. Mm. Um, we, you know, we publish on Fridays, uh, except that on Wednesday there was <laughs> a, a significant story um, that broke, which is that the the FBI had filed a a request um, and a, a judge had complied with uh, asking Apple to uh, assist the FBI in in unlocking the phone of of the terrorist attackers in San San Bernardino. Mm. San Bernardino. Uh, and in this case, Apple did have a chance to respond. Like this was just the judge, you know, granting the FBI's request, and Apple would get a chance to respond, and then the judge will decide, and then presumably it will be appealed, mm. and so on and so forth. Uh, but the FBI is requesting three things. Uh, first, they are requesting that uh, Apple remove the limitation that after 10, 10 tries of of a pin code that the device will erase. Mm. Uh, the, way, the way it's erased is basically the encryption keys for what's on, on the disk are, are destroyed, which means that the, the data on the disk will be encrypted forever. And this is very, very strong encryption. Like you, there, It's not feasible to, to break the encryption on the disk. Uh, which is an important point that I think we'll get to later. Mm. Uh, number two, they want Apple to uh, not just uh, do the te- make it possible to iterate faster. So right now there is a software limitation of five seconds per try. Uh, and whereas the hardware on the iPhone is capable of processing this request uh, at eight, with an 80 milliseconds delay, uh, which is actually also intentional. Like they've made it to be intentionally mm. slow. I know 80 milliseconds doesn't sound slow, but it, it actually is quite slow for this sort of operation. Uh, and then third, the FBI is asking Apple to add the capability to input PIN codes uh, using a third-party device. So instead of having you know some poor intern hunched over the iPhone punching <laughs> in code after code, uh, they can hook it up to a computer, and the computer can put in the codes very you know as fast as the hardware will allow, which again is is 80 milliseconds per guess. So that's uh, Apple, and Apple is objecting to this. Uh, Apple is, which came out the next day, an open letter, or, or, or uh, the same day, an open letter from Tim Cook, mm. objecting to this, stating that this was a, this is a, a backdoor that will uh, weaken not just this phone, but all phones. And and it was unacceptable for the government to compel Apple to create, basically effectively create malware that intentionally you know weakens their own security. And Tim Cook just yesterday was on, uh, did a, th- a big interview with ABC News, um, where he, he kind of re- reiterated this stance, and it's kind of bounced back and forth over the weekend. Various details have come out mm. about uh, about the what's going on it's the self, um, which uh, I've covered pretty extensively. It's been covered mm. covered all over the place. There's also been a lot of details that really have nothing to do with the case at hand. Uh, it's, but get to the fact that a big part of this case is about PR and kind of winning the the hearts and minds of of Americans. And uh, needless to say, 
this fits right in our breadbasket. But we'd already recorded, and and I was traveling, and we couldn't do it. So here we are. We're, we're, we're coming in late, but hopefully coming in great. Yeah, well, to be fair, I actually think a little bit of time and perspective has been helpful on this because, like, there have been interesting things that have come out, and people's understanding of what's going on has evolved as more details have come to light. So uh, it would have been a very much early, perhaps a little bit shoot-from-the-hip type approach Um if we'd got to it right on the day when they'd launched um, and not that uh, we or I would ever shoot from the hip, but I, I actually think we, <laughs> <laughs> it's about to, it's, a, it's coming. Um, I, it's, I, I think we benefited from a little bit of time to, to like let all this sink in and understand what's going on before really diving into the topic at hand. So, uh, it's funny you use the phrase uh, "shooting from the hip" mm-hmm. uh, because we'll, we'll go. We'll go we've we've actually you've written two pieces, uh, which is like I think you've like now doubled your output over the, <laughs> the run of this podcast. Yeah, uh, yeah that, that is that is true. I, it's, congratulations! I, I'm going to get you. you I'm going to get you worked up by 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 uh, goading me into goading you. Yes. <laughs> so two pieces, slacker. Yes, um, slacker no, so- indeed. No, I, I mean. <laughs> I yes, it's that's so you wrote fair. two pieces. One 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 of which was on medium and uh, w- was related to shooting, uh, as as far as I remember. It was, and you know, I I I started on the other one first, and it was just uh, the it, other one is about kind of the financial, the, 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 the economic impact on the U.S. tech industry and where this is all heading, and we'll, we'll come to that later. But as I was writing that, I just got more and more mad about what was going on, and eventually it kind of bubbled over, and it it it, it, it I just took a step back and I'm like okay so 14 people were shot and uh, 14 people were shot dead and another 22 were seriously injured and right now we are like the solution that the US government's decided to pursue through the Department of Justice and the FBI is to is to create backdoors not just exploit ones that already exist but to force the the one of the largest no the largest and the most respected technology company in the world one that send, sells products all around the world one that's in uh, a fight with uh, countries like China about not having to create backdoors so the Chinese government is able to read what's going on on these phones like we've gone from all these people being shot to a debate over whether. Apple needs to go out of their way to create weaknesses in their products. And I just, as I, as I thought about this, I just got more and more upset. And it's, it's, I have a, I have a perspective from back in Australia on on this topic, because back in 1996, there was a, there was a massacre using the same type of weapon that was used in San Bernardino, an AR-15 assault rifle, and 35 people were killed And you know what the government did? They didn't chase after phones. They went after the thing that I believe like, and I think most reasonable people would, would believe to be attributed to what, what, what allowed that to happen, which, which are these, these weapons that are like, this is a slightly cut down weapon of war. It's like, it's like the quote unquote civilian version of the M16. And, and, and from there it's like, okay, now, the government's decided to park this as a, as a a gun issue. It's decided to label it a terrorism issue. Now that that 
frustrates me a little bit too because these mass shootings are happening all the time. Now, no denying it, these people were influenced by ISIS, but if they didn't have access to the guns, they wouldn't have been able to do what they did. Like I I go into like, let's compare the gun deaths versus terror deaths. It was like, this is a very frustrating approach that, that the FBI has been trying for an extended period of time to get these, these, uh, backdoors created. Um, they've failed a number of times and now they've decided to, to take the terrorism angle. And I'm sure you talked about the PR angle to this and I'm sure they picked it because of the PR angle, because it's terrorism, people are much more likely to acquiesce and say, you know what, you're absolutely right. Let's get into, let's, let's get into the phone. Let's create the backdoor. We need to be able to see what was happening. And it, it just, it, like the logic of people got shot and somehow we ended up at the conclusion we need a backdoor into the iPhone. Just uh, it, it kind of blew my mind, and it, it also blew my mind because there is a degree of hypocrisy in the U.S. government stance that's kind of mind-boggling. I I, I went back looking for um, what was happening because th- this was a this was this subject of uh, technology and backdoors was something that was. Uh, making news this time last year. And basically, 12 months to the date, there are a whole bunch of articles talking about, uh, excuse me, how Obama is upset that China, so one I pulled from the Washington Post and I pasted into this article. And the headline is, Obama is upset China wants tech companies to undermine their own security. Now, at, at this point, it's it's you've got a a company that's been at the forefront of trying to stop this type of thing happening that 12 months ago was was had the US government on their side and now as a result of these shootings the US government's decided to change its stance and the problem with this is and the, and and the point that I go on to make is this becomes one of principle like you can either have it so that governments can ask these tech companies to create backdoors in which case we're okay with China we're okay with all these other countries uh, insisting that if Apple wants to do business there, that they need to they need to create these backdoors in their products, or we can say, we can take the principle of actually this isn't something we want to see replicated all around the world, and yeah, it would be very tempting to ask, but we're not going to do it. So, um, so there's a few arguments here. I, I guess the the, the uh, you mentioned. You're you're frustrated at the hypocrisy of the U.S. government. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, just to play, it's my turn to play some devil's Ooh, advocate nice. here. Uh, but I I, th- I found it interesting that you went to the gun issue because, uh, frankly, a lot of the arguments that uh, are being made by people like me mm. uh, in favor of things like encryption mm. are not that far removed from the arguments that are made in the favor of guns. Like, for example, the idea that to deny or to force Apple to weaken their encryption will not do anything to stop sophisticated bad guys because there's lots of encryption out there. Mm. It sounds an awful lot like the banning guns isn't going to do very much because the bad people will still get guns. And in fact, the San Bernardino case is a great example in that the guns used uh, were at one point acquired legally, but they were illegally modified to to make them, you know, more automatic, larger, larger magazines. So... Uh, I mean, are you sure that that the U.S. government is the only hypocrite here? 
That's a a nicely articulated question. I think the difference between these two things is that uh, the encryption issue is a binary issue. So you either have strong encryption that can't be broken into which there are no backdoors or you don't. The difference between that and firearms is that firearms, like a lot of other things that exist in the physical world, exist on a spectrum. And I guess my point is not to say that all firearms needed to be banned. That's not what happened in Australia. The point I'm trying to make is if you have weapons like AR-15s floating around, you cannot complain when mass shootings take place. Now, one of the regular... So so I understand people want to sport shooting. People want to go and do things like this. They, 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 people want to hunt. You do not need an AR-15 to do that. And, and this, is, this is the point. I think the point is, is not to say that we need to ban all guns. There are very few governments in the world that have actually done that. There are very legitimate reasons to have them. But these weapons that we're talking about here are weapons that are designed for the sole purposes of killing other people. And they have no, legit, they have no place in a civilized society. That's well, very different from encryption. Well, yeah, but well, this is and this is a a a frustration I've had this debate is I'm not sure you're representing things totally clearly as well mm, because okay. the FBI's request is not about encryption. This is a point that I've made repeatedly, and I and I've made it in the long run. It certainly is, but in the short run, it's not. Like the FBI, I that's why I spent that very mm. what I'm sure was a very dry two minutes at the beginning explaining what was going on. Mm-hmm. What the FBI is not asking is that Apple break the encryption on the phone, which as I noted, is impossible, and which is why the FBI, not in this case but previously, has pushed forward demands that Apple create some sort of golden key, some sort of way to uh, that you know that where the FBI could get into the encryption, which is th- theoretically possible. The problem is the golden keys get lost, uh, and and is a is a huge problem for. I'm, I'm actually happy to 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 expound on that. But the point being, that's not at issue here, and I think. Again, I'm being playing the devil's advocate position no, 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 here, but I good. think I, I think the frustration on the one side, and I think it does. I mean, I'm in favor of Apple's position. I'm mm. not sure it's the right thing tactically, mm. frankly, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm in favor of the position to be clear. Mm. But I think a frustration on the law enforcement side is that yes, encryption is a binary choice. Okay, we'll grant that. Given that, doesn't it behoove the tech companies to do everything in their power to to be okay without breaking the encryption without fatally weakening it doesn't behoove them to do everything in their power to assist in a very legitimate request so I, I, so your point is extremely well made. And if I made this about encryption, I mean, there have been arguments made about encryption. That is not what this is about. I guess what this is about, though, is encryption comes under an umbrella term when you buy a product that the product is secure. It's the, the data is encrypted and, and the device manufacturer takes additional security measures beyond just the encryption to help you keep your data secure. Like I'm not, I'm not, when I'm a consumer, I'm not buying encryption. I'm buying data security. I'm buying the fact that if I lose my iPhone, yeah, you might put one thing under an encrypted part of the disc, but it's, it's, that's not secure. It's the, everything that I care about is, is secure. The encryption is just one of the mechanisms through which you do this. Another sure, one of the sure, mechanisms. But, 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 but the point is though, it's that it's actually not a binary thing. Like to, to weaken, 
to to have like a golden key, a way that the government can always get into encrypted disk, that is it is now no longer secure. Uh, what we are talking about here is is yes, we're talking about weakening the security and making it easier to brute force the encryption. So from a certain way of looking at it, it is weakening the encryption, but mm. it's not weakening it in a binary sort of way. Like it is a spectrum. And and that is uh you know, and so I, I'm okay. not sure you can use the this actually is not like guns because it's a spectrum or because guns are a spectrum and this is binary when the specific issue in this case is not necessarily a binary issue. Well, the issue is a binary issue and that is whether the government is able to force manufacturers of software to create weaknesses that do not exist in order for the government to access that information and that is binary. Well, sure, but you're moving the goalposts now. Like, and the reason, I, and I think it's important to be precise in language because at the end of the day, like, there is one issue that that cannot be compromised on, and that is, should the government be granted a golden key to to encryption? Because a golden key, basically, you can design an encryption algorithm such that. Uh, there is one key that is generated. The way the way encryption works on the, on the disk is it's a combination of your passcode and the unique idea of the device itself, which is embedded in the silicon, and no one knows what it is, including Apple. There, there are technically ways to, to uncover it. Um, in newer iPhones, it also adds a key from from this here enclave. Uh, but and the but it's possible to design it such there there is a third. Like there is another key that also works, mm, mm-hmm. uh, and and that key is not you. You can't guess it. Um, but the problem is that once it exists, it exists. I, I mean, the the analogy I used was like the luggage keys for for like the the, the TSA has right. Once mm. it, once they're out, they're out. And the reason why this is so dangerous and such a bad idea is one uh the history of such things is that they do get out mm-hmm. especially if this is used by law enforcement widely like we're not talking about keeping it locked up you know just 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 in apple's doors uh to the uh it's it's a silent failure like encryption would be compromised and no one would know and no one would know when and if like things were being broken into or it was done or whatever and this is what makes it so damaging i mean the the, the one the, if you wanted to make the case that what the fbi is arguing is is legitimate is that the technique they are proposing requires actually getting a warrant and having an iPhone in hand and at least you know your iPhone is compromised right if your iPhone is in the hands of the FBI or in, or out out not in, gone like you know that it has the potential to be to to be weakened or attacked yeah, and but, yes that's not great but I'm but, but I'm just saying it no, is no. a spectrum it's yeah but it's functionally what you're describing is functionally the same as not having encryption at all no, so I'm talking about two things. Having a golden key is yes, in the long run, the same as not having encryption at all. And so that's where it, like encryption, encryption, the actual scrambling of data on a disk is a binary thing. It's either truly encrypted or it's not. Right. So I vote we reserve the word binary for referring to that. Your attempt to kind of redefine it as. Uh, compelling a company to do something or not uh, is just muddying is just muddying the waters. Well, maybe. Like, I, it, I, it, I, it, I, no, I, it's important. It's important. No, no, no. Because- I accept it's important, but uh, it, the the idea that encryption by itself, I mean, encryption is valuable because it keeps your data secure. And encrypt, but the problem is encryption by itself is not enough to keep your data secure. So if the if, if the the, the 
if you start removing all the elements around encryption, then the encryption itself doesn't become... Uh, look, I, I, your point is well made. I grant you that. Um, I, 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 the, the, the difference between this and a golden key is very different. A golden key would be much worse, but there is an extent to which you start pushing this and it is, it is functionally equivalent to not having encryption because encryption by itself is not enough to keep data secure. Well, I think that that's not quite right. I mean, if the, if the, um, uh, the person in, if if the terrorist in question, uh, Farouk, had a alphanumeric password of sufficient length that's effectively unbreakable, even even with the FBI getting access, particularly given this eighty millisecond delay, like we're talking like millions of years, if if it's of of sufficient length. So, so the when we're talking about Apple, you know, uh, working with the FBI to offer an easier way to attack a passcode. What what were, yes, it is weaker. It it's the burden is being shifted to the owner of the data to have a stronger rather than than weaker passcode. But it's not a binary like the encryption is fundamentally fundamentally flawed. The security is fundamentally weakened, no question. I'm just saying I think it's important to yeah. differentiate okay. between security and encryption. No, 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 no. Point well made. And if I've been sloppy with my language here, then I apologize. I feel that I wasn't sloppy at all in my language when I wrote about it. Um, well, no, but this is the, the, the reason why I think it matters is because, uh, I mean, again, I'm I, I'm playing devil's advocate mm-hmm. here, but but there is a spectrum. There is not a spectrum when it comes to encryption. There is a spectrum when it comes to security, and and. The, I think it. If we want to make this argument, why Apple is in the right here, and it's an argument that that I've made again. I'm I'm playing. Mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. to make an argument effectively, mm-hmm. we have to argue both sides. Sure. Uh, to make this argument effectively, you need to make the case. You can't just rely on the yes or no because it's not it's not true. Like what? Why is it so bad? Why shouldn't Apple work with the FBI in? to develop this tool, given the fact that the tech industry and ought not, should not, will not, I will go to the mat fighting for this uh, compromise on encryption itself. So the reason why is if you take out FBI and you put in China's equivalent of that or uh, any other equivalent of that, any government, any government that you don't like anywhere around the world, if if you start the process of creating security weaknesses for one government, then when the next government asks, how are you legitimately able to say no? Well, why should you be able to say no? Well, I mean, that's a good question. I mean, I, it, it's, I, I would argue it has the same answer is why should we have encryption that shouldn't be breakable? Because privacy and the ability to communicate with people without having everything being uh, surveilled by a government that may or may not have your best interests at heart, I think privacy is something that that that, that should be. I think it's an important right. Well, isn't 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 it isn't that up to the various countries to determine for themselves whether or not it whether or not it's it's a, something that they value. I, I absolutely think it is. Um, I, so, so why, why the argument that Apple, you know, should somehow be exempt from government orders? I mean, if Apple doesn't, if Apple disagrees, shouldn't they just not sell in that country? 
Uh, so why the argument from Obama 12 months ago that he was upset that China wants tech companies to undermine their own security? It's for that exact same reason. My point with the government is, uh, look, I, I'm, I, I think you and I agree with Apple's stance. My, my frustration with the government is be principled. Either say it's okay to do this or it's not okay to do this. That was the point of the post. Pick the principle. Stick with the principle. Principles are only valuable if you stick with them when they're inconvenient. Twelve sure, months and, and making and making arguments are only valuable if you make them consistently. I, I don't. I fail to see how the arguments that you're making don't apply just as much to having guns. I mean, like particularly given that this particular issue is is isn't binary. I so the the binary thing. Uh, point taken. The fact well, is, I think, I think, I think. Here's what I think the takeaway is. The takeaway is, is first and foremost, uh, this is incredibly complicated, and I think it's more complicated than either side is 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 willing to admit. And, and frank, frankly, I, I think that, um, I think the FBI is being duplicitous in in suggesting that this would only ever be. This is just one case. I right. mean, obviously, all the reports came out about the other people that are asking about it, and it's just it's obvious that this is about more than one case in the context of all the comments of the FBI in the context in the context of how our legal system. System works uh, in the context of the circumstances in which this case came up and the way the FBI took it public immediately didn't didn't put it under seal all this sort of stuff it is it is obvious that they want this to be a precedent and and frankly that really irks me that they would even suggest that 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 it's not but but it, it gets at why it gets at the, the PR angle right and, and on, on, the, on the flip side on the flip side though I think that a lot of people in the tech industry are are not engaging sincerely and realistically with with the other side the the fact of the matter is that uh, because encryption specifically is binary like there is there is no question that the job of law enforcement is in this specific respect, being being made more difficult. I mean, people can communicate via end-to-end -end encryption that can't be tapped, can't be listened into. Yes, you can get the metadata around it. And you you can see where where stuff's going, but like there there's there's no question that there is a there is you know narrowly speaking, it's more it's more difficult. And I think it behooves us to engage with that and not just stand on the side saying nope, no compromise, cannot be done. Sorry, nope, nope. Talk to the hand. Which is kind of the attitude that that I feel is 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 a little too pervasive here. Uh, I I I understand that. Um, I guess the question then becomes like uh, it, it, for this. So so the frustration is that end to end encryption is preventing law enforcement from seeing uh, from from seeing what's going on in these messages. I guess the question that we need to address is not whether uh, we can backdoor our way in. I, I really feel like the question that we should be addressing is, uh, are there messages, are there communications that, that the public at large should be able to have with one another that do not have the government watching? Like, I feel like that's the, like, that is the, that is the front door, not the back door, not the like, we're just asking you to do this on one iPhone. Like that is the principle that is at stake. Now, the US government, when it comes to other countries, says that other countries shouldn't, I mean, the hypocrisy angle really, really bothers me. The, the, <laughs> this, this is how politics works. I no, mean. I understand that. But like if, and I mean, this brings me to the second 
I mean, it, it, it kind of brings me to the, it, it, it is how politics works. It brings me to the second article, and I, I'm not sure we want to get there all the way, but th- this is the country that wants to host the world's leaders in uh, in the technology and innovation sector. And the issue is, like, these principles aren't just uh, for expedience. These principles determine whether these tech companies, how they operate, whether they're trusted all around the world. And I feel like they're, they're threatening they are threatening the preeminence of all these firms by taking this approach. Um, there's one other thing that I wanted to mention, though, which is that the PR angle that the US government is is taking uh, really, uh, there's one thing that I, like that hasn't been brought up about that, which is they, they made the case that um, Apple's doing this for marketing reasons. And I, I got a little bit frustrated about that because and I think you linked to this post as well. There's a there's a, an article on BuzzFeed, no less, about how if the US government <laughs> really wanted to get into this phone, it would be able to. Um, there are zero-day exploits out there that uh, would enable the government to get inside the phone. But rather than do that, they chose to take this to the courts, to turn it into a PR spectacle and to set a precedent. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, there's no question that 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 the present angle is here. I, I think it's, I think we can talk about that, but I think it's important to note that while we can note how the FBI has set this up to be a PR play in their mm. favor, that doesn't change the fundamental facts that question. Yeah, you, you sure. know what I mean. Um, yes. What, there's a few points I want, uh, I think, to make in response to what you said. Uh-huh. Uh, first off, is yes, we have seen this debate before, and and there. are so the phrase I got wrong on a previous podcast, someone corrected me, was uh, history doesn't oh, – crap, no, I forgot what it was. <laughs> a history doesn't repeat itself, it rhymes. Is that what it is? Or it echoes? Oh, echoes, crap, echoes, <laughs> echoes. Um, and, and so this goes back to the cyber wars of the 90s. So mm. uh, the this is when in, uh, encryption – the encryption battle has been fought a few times. The, the one that I that you know is, is, in, is in my lifetime was in the 90s. And there was uh, – encryption was classified as a – taking this conversation full circle as a munition and <laughs> its export was restricted. Uh, and that's why, for example, uh, so this came, the big center piece of the battle was Netscape, a uh, Netscape, the Netscape international edition was limited to 40 bits of um, uh, 40 bit encryption, which is very weak, could be broken by the personal computers of the nineties in, in a matter of days. And uh, the, and whereas the U.S. version was allowed full 128-bit con- uh, encryption. Uh, today, by the way, the iPhone encryption is 256-bit, uh, th- which the ba- basically, in layman's terms, the more bits, the stronger it is, mm. the longer it takes to to brute force. What happened was, though, it was so complicated to prove you were an American. Basically, everyone got the 40-bit version. And we are we are still suffering from that. Like there are still things that are secured at a vastly inferior level. There are break-ins happen because of old certificates and old things that are based on this old level of encryption. Like it is, it's, it's been a bad thing and we are still suffering the consequences of data break-ins and and loss and things like that because of, because of that decision. Ultimately, uh, fortunately, uh, the Clinton administration changed their minds after lots of lobbying, lots of a few court cases, and uh, allowed there to be uh, encryption was reclassified as a a controlled good or something like that, which which generally speaking, there's some more limitations about it, but it's not a munition, and it's been able been able to use full encryption ever since. Yeah, I think the aim was at, to stop it getting to Iran and places like that. Right, right exactly. So since at the same time, though, uh, in 
so what happened was there there was kind of an implicit trade off at the same time, which was we got encryption, but in 1994 was the Communications Assistance for Law Enforcement Act, the CULIA Act, and what the CULIA Act basically did was uh, compelled carriers. Uh, I, it was expanded to be ISPs and, and lots of sort of things to have and all the equipment to have vendor ports. And you hear stories about like that room in this in this in the AT and T switching center with the unmarked door and no one knows what happens in there. Like that, like that's in poor AT and T. I mean, you, you won't hear me say that often, but poor A and T gets a bad rap for helping the government. They are legally compelled to help the government, right. and they were legally compelled by this act, Communications Assistance for Law Enforcement Act, and kind of the and this it's this act that that allowed kind of the mass harvesting of data that was you know revealed by by Edward Stone and, and others, and that was kind of the the trade off that was. I, I don't think it was necessarily a one-to-one trade-off, but I think that that that's kind of how it played out. Was we got encryption on the other hand, we got the, the, this ability to to look and snoop in, and I think that's that. I I suspect that's what the FBI is going for broadly here. Mm. Is uh, you get your encryption, but we basically get everything else and, and and the means to more easily break it and, and brute force it. And there's no question it is a weakening of security, no question at all. And, and I, again, most of my time I was being a devil's advocate with you. And the and frankly, I can understand, again, I can understand their point of view, but I think that's why it's important to take different points of view, to step back. No, no, back no. I'm t- and, I, yes. And, well, and, and, and the fact of the matter is that the you know, security is not just about the, the FBI is all about uncovering crimes. Like they're investigators, the Federal Bureau of Investigation. It's right there in the name. Like they're when it comes to security, they are most interested in offensive capability, the ability to uncover secrets. The problem, though, is the country with the most and the most valuable secrets by far is the United States. The United States has an economy built on intellectual property. It has the biggest and strongest military and most advanced military in the world. Like we have the most secrets. We have the most valuable secrets. We are the country that has the greatest need for superior encryption. And that need is not just at the government level. It's it's at the individual level. Like the, there's a lot of people both governments and hackers and all sorts of things that are very interested in data that is housed on phones everywhere. And the country – and so we have the most to lose from weakened security. And, and so lowering the – lowering – making this tool available – and again, it's silly to say that it's only going to apply to one case. That's just not a realistic interpretation of this either legally or technically – is is to hurt the U, is to hurt the U.S. more than other countries – and on the flip side, like say what you will about the NSA, and like they're by all accounts pretty good at what they do. Like we all we already have the best offensive capabilities, and so why do we want to make our offense that much better? Which, by the way, is mostly going to be used to investigate like drug deals and stuff like that. Like there, there, there was there was another there's there was a peak provision in like the Patriot Act that lets that lets you kind of. Uh, track someone without allowing them to know, and it it was 
introduced with that, in the, and it was argued at the time it was only abused for terrorism. Well, it turns out it's used thousands of times, and like 0.5% of the time is for terrorism, and 95% of the time is for drug investigations. Mm. So, I mean, this, the, like, the, it's, it's silly to say this is only to be used in one place. Why do we need this, though, when we already have the best offense and we have the most to lose? That's, that, I think, is, is the argument that, that uh, uh, I buy the I 100% agree with the privacy argument. It's a good argument to make. I don't know it wins politically, but I do think this one might. I so it it's not so and this is the this your point uh gets to the the exactly the second point of the article the, the second article that I wrote around the most to lose the US having the most to lose it's not just the secrets that you risk it's the fact that US technology firms have this incredible market in the rest of the world and as the 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 Chipping away at the security of these products causes people all around the world to start questioning their trust. Now, uh, the Prism was an example. Uh, the fallout from Prism, Brazil created its an internet constitution, uh, increased dramatically the regulation surrounding the storage of Brazilian user data, almost forced internet companies to store all that data locally. Um, the EU had there was a, a court case that an Austrian student bought, uh, and it ended up uh, resulting in the EU Court of Justice overturning the EU US safe harbor uh, laws, which allowed US companies to export European user data back to the US on the basis of the fact that the protections afforded to that data would be equivalent of what they received in Europe. And now there's this kind of gray zone as to whether companies like Facebook and Google are operating legally in Europe because the cover has been removed. Now you start you start make you start uh, introducing backdoors or forcing companies to introduce backdoors into their products. You start to cause other countries to question the security of those products and whether they should use them. And ironically enough, this is exactly what happened to Chinese firms in the U.S. back in 2012. Um, the U.S. House Intelligence Committee called on. Uh, products made by Huawei and other other Chinese companies not to be used inside the U.S. on the basis of the fact that 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 the companies were too close to uh, the Chinese government and that they weren't secure and they contained backdoors. And again, it's it's this hypocrisy that gets me, like this this inability to see the 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 ripple effects of the behavior because they have just exposed Apple to exactly the same accusation that they were making against Chinese companies just a few years ago. So I, I agree with you on the U.S. US tech company point. And I also agree, and we have, I think we both kind of take it as a matter of fact, we haven't talked much about it, about the, the privacy angle. Like we, we have the right to feel secure and to be secure in, in, in our communications. The, I grant you both of those. Mm. Uh, this, though, is where I took care before to to say, oh, okay, some of these things are PR, some of these things are about encryption, some of these things mm. are about this case mm -hmm. specifically. And the reason I separated them mm -hmm. is to ultimately, they are all tied together. This is, at the end of the day, a, a I think ultimately it is a big political question. You see the polls about this. You see it you know, being talked about by, by presidential candidates. And the, the problem and the challenge is... Uh, 
it's it's a political question in the United States. And I'm not sure an argument that the United States government is being hypocritical by wanting to reserve rights for itself that it doesn't want other countries to have is one that is going to mm. win a political argument. No, and, and unfortunately, I'm also not convinced that the privacy angle is going to win a political argument either, particularly given the FBI's rather adroit placement of the privacy angle versus the a terrorism attack that actually happened angle. And and so they're trying to set up this this, you know, privacy versus security trade-off. And and I that's why I in my estimation, the most compelling reason to support Apple in this is yes, that those are both true. Privacy is important. And you know, the the economic factors in in US tech companies being able to operate on the world is important. But why are we seeking to unilaterally hurt the – there is no privacy security trade-off when you consider the context of the United States as a whole. We have more to lose from this than anybody else, and it's not even close. Yeah. I, I, I mean I agree with that, but uh, by, the, by the same way in which you, you said – that the that the, the the arguments that I just made around uh, uh, the principle of this happening overseas and the the universality of the the, the privacy angle, like uh, for the same reason that you, that you said that they may not fly in a political debate, and I agree without someone really understanding the issues and and and, and really advocating with a long term point of view around this because it, it, it like the the US tech sector is like the one bright spot in the US economy right now like do anything like you don't want to risk that and it's 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 I, like like it, it, in the same way that that may not be enough to fly in the political debate particularly the climate right now which is just abhorrent um i i actually wonder whether the argument about we have the most to lose here because we have the most secrets is going to fly as well. Like I, it just feels to me that that nuanced arguments and I mean nuanced arguments like the one you're making. I mean it it, it boils down nicely, but there's still a degree of nuance to it. It just it. it uh, it's so frustrating. Well, no, it, and, and frankly, this is why from the from the the one from day one, I've. Uh, I've mm. been con- very concerned about this case and concerned about this case in a uh, battles and wars perspective. W- what I mean is uh, I think there is a, a, a broader war when it comes to security and the ultimate prize uh, and the most important thing is uh, securing uh, – is this encryption issue. Like um, in the, in the, this is a specific battle about a specific case and – I the the concern I have is that because the F, the political the 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 public facts like there's there's that poll that people are talking about right where uh, people support say that Apple should unlock the phone I mean the problem is that Apple can't unlock the phone that's the entire point right the the wording of the poll is technically incorrect but the the fact that it's technically incorrect gets at why this is such a problematic case from a PR perspective for Apple Be, and again I'm not saying this I'm not this is nothing about I admire Apple's principle in this matter. This is not a Apple should give in from a principle perspective. Mm. It's a I worry that because of the principle, like being an ideologue doesn't doesn't get stuff done, right? You you have to be pragmatic as well and have a, a strategy to win the war, which sometimes means losing some battles. Mm. And 
and I've been concerned from day one that the facts in this case uh, are both the facts and the per- perception in this case are so weighted in the government's favor that it's going to be problematic for Apple. And so what? imagine what happens. Imagine that that Apple is forced to comply or doesn't comply or whatever. And now you know, Apple, there's a report Apple cre- is creating new kinds of security that will defeat this, which of course they are. I yeah. mean, maybe they're embedding the delay in silicon or uh, I think the like uh, – or they will – force you to enter a passcode to update the software which is that's kind of the get around now is th- through the the uh dfu process you can in you can install a new os without having the passcode which mm-hmm. is why they can bypass these these protections so let's say apple does that and then what happens then the fbi is like look these guys already tried to help a terrorist. Now they're making it. Now we, we got that tool. Now they're blocking that. Look, what we we have to have a golden key. We have to have a back door because we can't afford to depend on these guys mm. because they don't care about your safety. They don't care about the U.S. So we need a separate third party, a separate golden key that we control and we can get into encryption. And U.S. Congress, you need to make this law. Like that that's that would be catastrophic. It just it's a I can't overemphasize what a bad idea this is, but I'm worried that the the if you game out how this might play out, Apple's gonna double down, Apple's gonna double down, Apple's gonna defend this. Like we're gonna we're setting ourselves up for for what could be, you know, a, a far worse outcome in the long run. Yeah, I mean I I, I the point's very well made. I, I, I worry that there was an extent to which once this case arose or a case arose like it, that they were damned if they did and damned if they didn't. Yeah, I think the most interesting thing, I mentioned that Tim Cook had that interview with ABC News. If you listen to the extended version at about the six-minute mark, uh, the, the interview actually explicitly asked him, had the FBI kept this under wraps and come to you secretly, would you have helped? And he did not. Like he very much danced around that question. I, I I do, and so that that actually in some respects makes me feel better about Apple doing this in that they may have really had no choice because like it had the FBI come to them secretly. Uh, I'm on principle, yes. Like I I I think security is so important that that there there really shouldn't be any compromise. But in this context of you might have to give in on some battles to win the larger war. Like I could see Apple cooperating. You know, in this case, but it sounds like the FBI didn't even give them a choice. If the FBI went full bore public, Tim Cook said he found out about the court order from the press. Yeah, like and like, so the FBI is, and which reiterates they're clearly setting this up to be a showdown to keep the optics in their favor. And um, but but before you go any further, so that is definitely one angle to the damned if you damned if they did, damned if they didn't. Even if it hadn't been made public, if uh, if the Apple, if they, if the FBI had come quietly and asked nicely, and Apple had agreed to do it, and Apple had created the software that enabled it to happen, then the next time a case came along in which, uh, in which Apple didn't, uh, in which it wasn't terrorism. Uh, let's say it was something else, uh, uh, whatever it might be. There are a hundred horrible things that you could think of where the FBI quite reasonably wants to gain access to a phone. The fact the software exists could then be pointed to and say, Apple has this software. They've created it. They've helped us with this previously in a case. There is, let's say it's a child abduction or something terrible like that. There's a child's life at stake and they have this software and they won't give it to us. Why won't they give it to us? Now, the, 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 I think the damned if they did, damned if they didn't, the, 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 the 
the point at which you have to stop is uh, uh, the point at which you are not just assisting law enforcement, the point at which you're creating the weakness that does not exist right now. Because once that weakness is created, it's it's back to the usual business as usual of just like, oh, you already have this. All you need to do is flick a switch and help us. And and there you go. We've got what we need. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I mean, I do, I do agree, and and I think it's it, you. You made the point very, very well that the precedent, the precedent would be sent, and that's why Apple had to step up now. That, I mean, the the it's important to note, though. I mean, there's lots of things in the world that I would like them to be a certain way, and they're not. Mm. And the fact of the matter is, the precedent, as I talked about with the, that Kalia Act, like that actually is the precedent. The like that's what happened in the '90s was was telecommunications providers were compelled to weaken their infrastructure to allow government access. Mm. Um, and, and so you could actually, if you, you can make that point, well, that's led to, you know, this mm. mass surveillance on the flip side, the other side is going to say, well, that led to intelligence that led us to Osama bin Laden, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so like, that's fine. And I, I certainly agree with, with Tim Cook's point. This is a debate that would be far better to have in the open, um, not, you know, not argued in front of like a, mat, you know, a magistrate. I mean, the government got to pick that, the pick the ground on which it's fought, and of they course, did. they did, and, and they picked the most advantageous ground. Yeah, but, I mean, from from from, from you know, from a, a political I, observer, I mean, you yeah. kind of have to admire it, right? It's it's, <laughs> it's smart. I, I guess I guess it's just me pushing back a little bit on the idea that Apple had a. Um, it, that, so I totally there agree. Was, no, I agree. I, no, I, I grant. I grant. I grant you the point. Like the precedent, precedent is precedent, and this there is, and this was your binary point before, which is fair. Like. To date, Apple has not has not voluntarily weakened their software. Like, right. and that's what's different about this case versus the seventy other cases or whatever the number mm-hmm. is where they've helped law enforcement. Basically, previously, like the for a long time, the passcode was basically just a UI block. Like, it didn't let you access, but the, your data was available. Yeah. Um, and the big difference now is that that's that's no longer the case, mm. and uh, and so Apple would have to actively weaken actively weaken right. their software. And, and so in that sense, it's it, like I, I I grant you if they had a choice about the case they'd have picked, but it, I'm not necessarily sure that they did. Like if they had acquiesced, they were damned. And if they didn't acquiesce, they were damned. And that's the situation they're in. There are a couple of other things I wanted to mention. So I saw the Pew Research poll um, saying that a majority of Americans wanted Apple to unlock the iPhone. There was a subsequent one that I think has come out today by Reuters, which kind of had the opposite, um, that a majority of uh, Americans think that Apple's on the right side of it. And I saw it briefly on Twitter and I should have saved it, but I think we should link to it. Um, yeah, um, yeah, it was uh, actually, it was reported as being solid support for Apple, but if mm. you actually look at the numbers, it didn't, I, I'm not sure I quite say that. It, it said in the poll, do you agree or disagree with Apple's decision to oppose the court order to unlock a smartphone mm. that was used by one of all the shooters? And 40, uh, oh, sorry, I did misread, 46% agree and 35, yeah, so that is that is quite a bit in Apple. So, and, and it's funny because when you position it as shooters, it's and I, I'm assuming you're you're reading it verbatim. When you position it as shooters, everybody, um, like I, I think sanity returns. And you know, like 
I will confess that part of my motivation for writing that article that went on Medium and, yeah, happily set the internet on fire was not that I wanted to describe what was happening, but I wanted to do my little bit to try and sway public opinion on it because I, 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 I have a pretty strong view about the firearms thing and I really think this is about – this isn't a case of – like you can paint it as terrorism, but this is really like – to my mind, it's much more about guns – and, and the second point is that this idea that people got shot and then uh, that we need to get into your phone, like the logical leap to get there is just so much for me to take. And it's scary how like the extent to which you can basically have the same circumstance. On one hand, you say um, shooter and people kind of come out on support of Apple. On the other hand, you say terrorism and suddenly it's the government. There was this... Um, CBS News politics exit poll of the South Carolina Republican voters and the top issue, the most important issue for South Carolina voters, 32% said it was terrorism. And it just like people, this kills, this kills the same number of people in this country each year as shark attacks. Like, it, it, like guns uh, uh, kill more people by a factor of a hundred every year why like it's so frustrating to me the the irrationality around this issue right you know i i i agree i completely agree that like the the terrorism thing is is so overdone but i think that gets at why a lot of the arguments that i mean you put forward that i i push back on again not mm. because i disagree but because i'm not sure they would resonate politically and um, you know, this is where I get to pull the you know, even though you're the one in America, I am the American card. Um, but you I left. think <laughs> though, uh, there's there is a there's a I think an aspect of uh, us versus them to this for sure, where a terrorism is perceived as being outsiders, even though these San Bernardino shooters were were Americans. Uh, they you know given their religion and their uh, affiliation with, with 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 ISIS or belief in their things, they're perceived by these South Carolina voters, I would presume, as outsiders. I don't think that's a stretch. Uh, and and whereas the the gun thing, well, that's yes, it's a it's a shame, but that's that's an internal thing. I'm not saying this is rational at all. I'm just trying to understand why there is this degree of of irrationality about it. And, you know, and then, and then, you know, there's the, it's not the guns. It's not even the encryption. It's the person. It's the people's don't, fault. Don't. I mean, yeah, they, they shot them with their bare hands. Like that, that argument <laughs> is a little bit frustrating to me. It's just, it's. No, get, I want you, give it to me. <laughs> the, 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 this, the, the, this happens almost on a weekly basis in America. The, daily, ba the, daily basis. Da daily basis that these shootings happen. And it, it takes it being someone who watched some ISIS videos and a lady who wears a hijab to make people pay attention to it. And rather than characterize it in the same way that happens 364 days a year, this is somehow special because it's terrorism. And the, the I, like it's, it's like saying if, if someone breaks into my house and shoots me, that's terrible. But if, if one of my family members in the house comes in and shoots me, that's okay. Like I understand why people react differently viewing them as outsiders, but the irrationality and – Again, maybe I've been floating around Silicon Valley too long. Maybe I have a degree of objectivity based on being an outsider. 
or, or, or a, a different point of view based on being an outsider. But this this notion that there's a degree of being data driven, like if 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 the government's goal is to keep people safe, there is this thing that is out there killing so many people, and it's just like that's fine. We're just going to no, leave the, it. The, the the government's goal is to make America great, James. Mm-hmm. That's Donald Trump's goal, isn't it? <laughs> well, I, I, I do. So I think there's a broader point here, and I mean, I, I agree with you on, on the point. Just to be clear, I've been been doing a lot of devil's advocating today, which mm. is usually your job. Um, <laughs> and we should get back to that. I like that. I like that arrangement better. <laughs> um, I have but, such a hard job. Is that what you're saying, Ben? I know. I know. You, you, it turns out you are valuable. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna edit that out. That sounded worse than I meant. Oh, yeah. um, the <laughs> The, the the point is, and maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm being a bit of a wet rag, wet, wet rag about this, wet blanket about this, is I th- it, it, I guess it's a point I've made again and again. I think it, it behooves us to to make to make these arguments. And, and I don't know, the the, the like the, this security, like why does security matter? It's it's you're right. It is a hard argument. Like the government chose the case well because there, it, it's so easy to frame it as uh, uh, there's no question the terrorism attack happened. There's no question the government has a right to the contents of these phones. Uh, not only was there is there an obviously a war a warrant, but this the county owns the phone and has given per- permission to get it. How do, how do you make the abstract point that Apple creating software that would purposely weaken this phone is a bad thing for you, is a bad thing for me, is a bad thing for for Americans everywhere? And I'm not sh- – and I just think that like it's, it's tough. It's, it's tough. When you when you raise the question of how do you get this convince this convince people of the importance of this, you actually reminded me of the um, not uh, the uh, what's his name the John Oliver show where he interviewed Edward Snowden and he basically tried to get Snowden to convince people that was important and maybe they went around and asked people you know should the government have access and it was meh 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 and then then Oliver asked the question went up to people and it's like should the government be able to see your dick pics and it all of a sudden it made it very real for people and it 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 feels like it, like it, I, I, I'm again, Prism and what's happening here. Prism is the 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 program that the NSA ran, where it was, or, to some degree, sucking up information from the major tech companies. This is obviously different, but there needs to be some equivalent of that argument made here, so people feel it and understand what's going on, and it's explained simply and succinctly, and it's and, and not just to the rational side of their, their, their brain, but also to the emotional side. Exactly. I, and I, I think this is an argument that can and will resonate in in America in, in particular. I mean, the, the, same, the same strain that... <laughs> That drives kind of the the American fascination with guns and the uh, you know is is the same strain that 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 generally drives uh, 
despisement of government generally and leave me alone. And this sort of kind of frontier mentality that the cowboy mentality that people internationally laugh at and understandably so, but at the same time, like does drive certain aspects of, you know, kind of American risk taking and, uh, uh, you know, Mm. willingness to not get tied up in crap that that drives a lot the fact that the, you know the US can be so large so rich and still have such a dynamic sort of economy like this is, stuff is all intertwined it really mm. is i mean this is why the US is is really is such a complex country and i think um you know I, I there's so many aspects of it that are disappointing and frustrating and i feel embarrassed about it as american on the flip side like there there's no denying that there's some some, there's some level of dynamism that has persisted for a very long time, particularly, you know, and, and in the Valley is, is to your point, a, a shining example of this. Mm. I, I, and it, I think it, that aspect is, yes, it's the dick pic aspect. It's like the, there is ultimately the, the privacy argument. It does resonate. Like we, the U S is in in my estimation, again, I'm just one one perspective, but I've you know a long time observer to say the least, and I've had the mm. opportunity to be in all kinds of environments, both growing up, where I went to school, all sorts of stuff to see lots of angles on this. And I think this aspect of leave me alone, like leave me alone, it, it applies to guns, it applies to privacy, mm. it applies to the government ought not be able to snoop around to have this ability and. Uh, and maybe that will carry the day, and I, I hope it does. I, it's it's a view I agree with, um, and yeah, I, it's it's a theme that's come up numerous times over the course of the last sixty odd episodes, which is that the strengths are inextricably tied to the weaknesses, and I, I guess uh, in this instance, it's no different. Um, and that, that's what's so frustrating with the terrorism thing. At, at, speaking at, as an American, it feels so un-American, like. <laughs> like, I mean, yes, uh, there's lots of downsides of being kind of the world's bully and policeman and all that sort of thing, and which I'm very aware of and don't mm. like. But, like, good Lord, if we're going to be the, the policeman, let's own it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, right. not, not pretend like we're going to cower in fear because, you know, some crappy Shocks. little terrorism group. Yeah, I mean, like. Shocks. Like, you, like it's, it's these guys, for all, that, for all that they pump themselves up to be, the same number of, like, they are only able to kill the same number of, and that sounds a heartless, but they are, the, the, the number of people that die each year as a result of terrorism is the same as what sharks take. Like, this is not, this is not worth breaking these really valuable principles or, or changing your mind on the basis of this over. It's just not worth it. I agree. So I think we did a good job of, of hopefully making a slightly contentious episode when we were probably 99% in agreement. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> you, I, I found myself hoist on a binary petard. Which hey, I, was, I had to do what I had to do. Yeah, I, I, I'm frustrated because, I, I mean, you did a very good job of arguing devil's advocate. I'm frustrated and I'm I'm blaming the exhaustion for letting you get me on it. Um, <laughs> but well, yeah, I, nice job. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I, I backdoored you. <laughs> oh, Ben. <laughs> That's terrible. Uh, uh, on that note, on that uh, uplifting note, uh, I guess well, I'm sure I'm sure we will talk. We will touch on this again. Sounds good, mate. Great talking to you as always. Uh, have a good night. You too. Bye.